So, uh, yeah, welcome to episode, well, whatever it is now. I, I, I kind of started over. I was like episode two of season two, if you want to call it that, of the Joysticks Canada Games cast. Uh, it is literally the number one video game podcast in the world. Not just Canada anymore. It's gotten bigger. Well, 15 viewers. Um, I, <laughs> I'm your host, Dan John. I'm joined by Richard Marginson. Howdy. Nicholas Van Vlyman, who is very aggressively waxing something on his uh, webcam. I won't tell you what. <laughs> And uh, we got <laughs> we got Alex down here, freestyle as he likes to be called. Um, yeah, uh, we're just gonna chat about you know shoot the shit about what we've been playing and stuff like that. But also, uh, one little fun thing that I'd like to do, I got everyone kind of on in the gang, as you want to call it, uh, to submit their top ten. Video game movies. Uh, it was surprisingly difficult to come up with a list for almost everybody. There's not a lot of good video game movies. Fellas. <laughs> There's not a whole lot. Of There's not a lot of video game movies if you really drum it down to it. So yeah, <laughs> and good ones are. I can count them on one hand. I can count them on one hand. So this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting. I've done. A, a tiny, tiny bit of research, the minimal amount of research to <laughs> to break it out and have a look. But, but um, the common theme is they all suck without, you know, the, the hidden gem type of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to quickly start. I know, Nick, you were asking about Elden Ring, which just came out on, when the hell did it come out? It was Friday. Yeah, right. it was Friday. Um, February, whatever the hell day that was. So, I don't know who else has played it. Richard, I think you kind of... I have played 38 you... minutes of Elden okay. Ring. So you've yeah. played no nothing yet. Essentially. So, so you, have you made it to the first boss? Because I understand the first boss can be beaten, but generally it's just meant to yeah. set the course for the rest of the game, and it's just meant to show you so... that you're going to die a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I knew that he was gonna kick my ass. I just basically like ran over there and tried to take him a couple times, and then he he pounded my asshole in. Um, so mm -hmm. that was, yeah, I did what I was supposed to do, and then I, uh, and then in the first opening section, there's no real spoilers here. It's just like you, you see a cutscene, and then you're in this like little temple area, and if you don't know, there's there's like an online component to the game, uh, in. A few different ways. One of the ways in which there's an online component is that people can leave little messages for you on the ground, uh, but they're not like you can't just write anything you want. You have to compose the message out of, um, uh, I guess, like templates. operatives. Yeah, templates essentially that that you use. So uh, you come out of this little temple and you're like, okay, this is great. And there's there's like there's I can go left, right, or or, or center. So all I hear, all I see is in front of me. It's like um, uh, the the true path begins. It's like, and it's like got you can upvote stuff. <clears throat> and I'm like, all right, this is great. Maybe I need to go forward. And I go forward and I look down. And there's just this bottomless cliff. <laughs> there's another message there that says like, take the leap of faith or something like that. I was like, I guess the next thing I need to do is jump because like clearly the last thing that happened, like I died to the boss and everything was fine. 
So I just jumped off the cliff. I get the little you died sign and then it like pops me right back into where I started. I was like, you bastards got me. All, <laughs> all of you who wrote it and upvoted it. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's good. It's, it was good fun. And then eventually I did the tutorial area and then popped out into the actual open world. Uh, and I, I order to, it would be wonderful if they could produce some sort of metric that said person a red letter and then proceeded to die as a result of said letter. <laughs> yeah I'm sure they have some of that data i'm sure they have all sorts of crazy metrics yeah as long as you're like you're on quote unquote online playing it because yeah. like don't get me wrong so okay so just to elaborate on the online component of it like yes there are like the whole messages and there's also blood stains that you see on the ground, which indicates someone died here doing something. Do those work for you? Not yet. There's a, it's a known bug, apparently. Right. It's a known bug. It's a Dark Souls game thing. It's been on all of them, apparently. Right. I, again, this is the first like real solid attempt at a, playing a Dark Souls game for me. I'm about 12 right. hours in now, um, and I'm absolutely fucking loving it. Uh, so let me just give you a quick breakdown so like the first i'm not gonna lie the first three or four hours or so i was just kind of like what the hell am i supposed to do like i don't even know where i'm supposed to go what i'm supposed to do what any of these items do like it it does not hold your hand at all it's also not like super super confusing or punishing it's just they don't really they don't hold your hand entirely like every other game these days does where you click in the right stick and it illuminates everything and shows you where to go and what items to pick up it doesn't do that in this at all it's just like yeah there's it's items everywhere yeah it's not horizon no. basically <laughs> it's it's like the anti far cry anti horizon type yeah. game which i honestly i'm not i'm fine with it it's actually quite refreshing to like well, it forces you to be a hoarder on your own time rather than just highlighting everything and then going, well, I'm going to hoard everything because I can find it, right? It, it really separates yeah. the player base for yeah. people who yeah. want to like hunt for those hidden gems versus the people that are just going to be like down the path. That that being said, like there, there are a few videos online which like unfortunately slash fortunately, I don't know, like people really, really need to watch a few videos about like just the starting four or five hours of the game, because when you do and you're like, oh shit, that's how I summon my horse that I'm literally gonna use for the entire game. Like, oh, that's how I get the, you know, the the item that I need to craft things. Like, if you miss it, if you miss a single vendor that's in a certain spot, you'll never be able to craft items. I'm like, what the fuck? That's like a huge part of the game. Or, like, summoning wolves or summoning, like, spirits and shit. If you miss a certain person at nighttime in a certain place, you'll never be able to summon things. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that and element see, of the game is frustrating, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. That, that seems frustrating for the sake of being frustrating as opposed to being interesting. Yeah, like, it's... It's, that, it's that, really see, bizarre. That feels like it's... it's trying to make a point rather than, you know, like, <clears throat> I think every game, when you first play it, the first 10 minutes or whatever should give you, okay, here's the basics. This is what you got to do. Okay. And then go. Some games go way too far where it's like, 
There was oh I, there was one game I was playing good. Like man, I spent the first thirty minutes just going through stupid dialogue and just yeah, trying like to enough, get to yeah, yeah. play the game. Yeah. Right. So th- th- there's obviously that, but then there needs to be a little bit of like, okay, this is what you do, and now go. So so the, okay so but, the counter that, but hold on, but to counter that point. You're not just going to pick up this game without knowing what the franchise had in store for you. Like well, you, the, should, you, you should, you should know that. Yeah, yeah. This is, but to, to your point, I mean, this is a game for the hardcore. This is a game for the fan base that already recognizes what the franchise has had before, what the standard has been, and what to expect. Right. And to your point, would it be nice if you wanted to gain some new player base? Maybe to say as an option, if you really need it, here's a tutorial, right? But it should be like absolutely buried in the menu and not really an option (laughs) by default. So because yeah. Oh, sorry. Like if I was if I were to if I were to start off and and be like, you know what? I've never played a Dark Souls game. I didn't know Elden Ring was part of that lore at all. To be honest with you, I had no idea. So if I were to just see it and grab it, I'd be sorely disappointed. But again. Like you said, this game is kind of like an homage to the people who love the Dark Souls games. So I get why they would go that route. Yeah. So so they do like tutorial aside, like they there's so many things in this game that make it much more accessible for people. Um mm-hmm. like I I've I've played all of the Dark Souls games for at least half an hour thinking maybe I'll like this one. And I played for half an hour. I'm like, nope, still don't like it. Um, right. This one, on the other hand, it's like, holy shit, there's a save point literally right outside of the boss. Like, right outside. So, like, when you die, it takes, on the PlayStation 5 at least, five seconds. All right, let's try it again. Yeah. You fight the boss. You die, whatever, maybe immediately, maybe after a minute. Okay, I died. Sucks. Let's try this again. Boom, five seconds later, you get the try to try It's amazing. It's like, yes, the boss is... And, Mike will be the first person to tell you like these all of these games like their mantra is like is firm but fair it's like they're all very right. challenging games but they're not cheap they're not like they're not like uh Ikaruga where it's just like come on are you fucking kidding me it's just like this ridiculous right. or like you know uh, battle toads battle or not yeah like battle toads or like uh the original ninja turtles for nes where it was like oh fuck you this game is like it's just it's making you angry for the sake of making you angry. These games are like they're very challenging, but like if you if you play your cards right, it's you can either do really well immediately or you can just level up and get better and better and better. Like it, that's the thing. Like where I'm at right now, I've been playing it for twelve hours now, and I'm still kind of in the starting area ish. And I went to a dungeon which apparently you're supposed to go to right away. And I absolutely fucking annihilated everything in the dungeon, including the boss. He didn't get a single hit on me. I'm like, okay, that was satisfying. But at the same time, I'm like, I kind of almost wish he did get a couple hits on me because that was too easy. Because mm-hmm. thing, things don't level up in this game like they do in Skyrim, where like yeah. you go to a, a early area in Skyrim, everything's kind of been leveled up to your level. It's like, in this game, no, 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 it doesn't happen. If you If you level your guy up and he's like a fucking powerhouse, you go to a starting area... You'll annihilate everything, and it's so satisfying. Like I actually kind of like that. It's a bit refreshing, right? So, and that's are where I'm getting at now. Levels? Sorry, are there difficulties? Are, are there difficulty levels like uh, normal, or is it you just go in and that's it? It's just it. 
There's no difficulty level. So I gotta wonder how the game scales difficulty if there's no perceived notion of what's considered difficult as a baseline, right? Well, it's like it's it's pretty interesting how they do it because like the the bosses in the game, especially like if you fight a boss and he just like looks at you and you die, you can just say, "Whoop, okay, I'm not fucking fighting him," and you just leave and go do something else. It's really oh, okay. cool that way. Like there's no there's no boss that's limiting your uh, there's no barrier to the game. Yeah, there's no boss that's like, you have to beat me to go to the next level or whatever. It's not like that at all. It's like, there's there's probably at least four or five bosses that I can't beat right now. There's no way in hell I can. I've marked them on the map as as if to say, like, I'll go back and kill this guy later. <clears throat> it's kind of like the wraiths in God of War. Did you ever play the latest God of War? You know, the wraiths in that game were just stupidly difficult. It's like you didn't yeah. you could kill them and get some really cool shit. You didn't have to, though. You could go back later and fight them. It's kinda like those are all the bosses in Elden Ring yeah. are like they're almost all optional, which is kind of nuts. There are, you know, one or two here and there that are definitely story driven, like the uh the very first one, uh the first really, really big Magret or whatever the hell his name is. Um but yeah, it's I'm absolutely fucking loving it now. The the first few hours I was getting I'm not gonna lie, I was like ready to toss the towel in and be like i don't i can't do it it's way too goddamn hard and it's driving me nuts i don't like this but then i i i talked to mike who's like the seasoned pro at all these he's beaten every single one of these games every single one he's beaten them so i'm like what the hell am i doing wrong like can you just tell me what i'm doing and he spent all of 20 minutes and showed me like oh yeah get rid of those do this you oh, you want to be a samurai do this do this and do this it's like Okay, cool. And I did all that, and now I'm fucking having a blast playing it. Yeah, yeah I, need, was, um, I need to talk to go, Mike. Go, 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 yeah, go. seriously, man. He's he's super cool with this shit. He's he loves these games, and he's like a huge proponent. Like he's he'll he'll tell you all about it. And that's like, uh, yeah. I was watching I was watching a streamer play it, and you said something that that brought this to mind because. He was he had this big ass sword and he went up against this boss and like every time he hit the boss he took a big chunk of their energy out but you could tell it was a slow wind up to hit him and eventually the boss killed him because every time he would go to swing he would just miss because of how long the animation took. Yeah. So he gets killed. He goes back and he tries again and then but like midway through the fight he just stops and he goes hold on a second and he switches out to a smaller weapon that hits a lot less powerfully but is quicker. And then he was able to beat the boss because he was able to take quicker shots. Sure, it's not doing as much damage, but he was able to, you know, avoid getting hit, tap, 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 run away. Right. So it's like if you use it, it's like you said, it's not cheap. If you use strategy, it rewards you. If you use your brain on how to beat the bosses, you're rewarded. Um, But it's like you, it's not as, it's not like a cheap thing where it's like, Oh, the boss is going to do this, and you're dead. Like, yeah, he's going to look so, at you. He's going to look at you from across the map, and you're going to die immediately because he looked at you. I'm like, it no, doesn't. No. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't <clears throat> work like that. Like the from what I understand, there are two elements to fighting in this game. One is patience, and yeah. the other is like observation. So, like, if you are both observant of what the move set is for a particular mm-hmm. character, <laughs> and patient enough to wait for those openings. I was, right. I was watching a streamer play as well, and they basically said, like, anytime I die, it's my fault. 
And like I'd say 95% of the time that I die, it's because I'm not patient enough to yeah. wait for that opening that I know is going to come because yeah. I, yeah. I know it's there and I just don't wait for it. Yeah. yeah, but by definition, that's the that's the hack and slash mentality that we're all accustomed to because we have enough yep. uh, health points to yeah. uh, substantiate, you know, being able to mash the buttons a couple of times in order to get a couple of those critical hits in and still kind of take a hit or two, back off, recess, heal, and then go back in. Uh, Dark Souls and also tradition. In five minutes. I got to put six kids to bed. So let's get the fuck going. Like that's the other part. Of it, right? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In five minutes, I got five <laughs> minutes to play. Let's fucking go so that I can get on with life. Right. Um, that's one of those things. Like this game looks like one of those games you can't just pick up, play a little bit, put down, come back. Like actually, you'd be surprised. You know, you'd be surprised, man. Seriously. Like I, I'll, I'll. Last night I played it for an hour. Um, yeah. And I like I killed a boss. I did an entire dungeon in an hour, and then I, I fucked around, picked up some shit. I leveled up a couple times, and like, and then I was done. I turned it off. Like it, you, it's, it's shocking. Like it's, so many people are saying like it's the first Dark Souls game that I can actually relax in. Like right, it's, right. it's 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 tense most of the time, but like, you can just like roam. Around. The horse is so fucking awesome. Like. You can just fly on that goddamn thing, and you can do double jumps on it. You can get anywhere in the map on it. Like, is it a continuation of the Dark Souls story? Is it? Is it I don't know. a new don't story know. by the same guys? Yes, I, new story by the same guys. Is, by the yeah. same developer, new story. Gotcha. What's uh, yeah, what like is a Game of Thrones hero? Well, so yeah, George R. R. Martin contributed some story to it, but it's it's still like Miyazaki's like yeah. world and stuff. But he's George. Isn't R.R. Martin busy writing his own fucking story for fuck's sake? Like, come on. Like, stop, oh, yeah. stop doing other stories. Focus was, on the world. Uh, the world the is waiting for you, bastard. <laughs> uh, Nick, I don't know if you know Brandon Sanderson. Um, <laughs> he's, a, he's an author. Anyway, he's, he's written just like a prolific number of books. Uh, just, you know, an ungodly number of books, essentially. Um, but then there are two other authors that uh, are like... Not two other authors. There are two authors that are also big in that same fantasy space as Brandon Sanderson. One of them is George R. R. Martin. The other one is this dude named Patrick Ruthfuss. Patrick Ruthfuss has written two books over the span of like 14 years, essentially. It's been almost a decade since his last book came out. And same sort of principle with George R. R. Martin. Like the dude has taken uh, it, almost 10 years or something between each book that he's written. Brandon Sanderson pumps these fucking things out like crazy, and he's also very good at it. He just released a Kickstarter where he did a video where he basically said, like, I, I wrote four books during the pandemic and in secret in that I didn't tell any of my publishers about it, so I didn't have to be beholden to them. Now I'm going to put them out on Kickstarter. So he also was doing, like, his commitment at the same time. But yeah, George R. R. Martin should be writing his fucking Game of Thrones book, but instead <laughs> he's, like, doing side projects. I don't know. After after it was a book five or book six, I was just like, I, I think I was kind of done with it. Yeah, I, I lost the pacing and then I watched the show and I was like, all right, I'm content. I don't need yeah. any more. And, you know, again, to your point, I mean, he takes such a dramatically long time that, you know, my kids will be reading his shit and it'll still be, you know, like the latest book that came out like a decade ago is still relevant. Right. Yeah. So yeah. he lives that long. 
So that's that's the other cool thing about Sanderson, like um, him between him and Neil Gaiman, who's like mm. another yeah. prolific writer. Like the two of them are very good at uh, picking up other people's stories. So if you watched any of um, Wheel of Time, um, Brandon Sanderson is now like finishing the Wheel of Time series because the author who originally started that didn't finish it, I guess, or at least to a satisfactory point. And now he's like finishing that. So it's often joked that Sanderson will be the one that finishes Game of Thrones because <laughs> George R. R. Martin's going to pass away before he has a chance to actually finish it. Um, I, I started watching Wheel of Time. It, it was interesting without knowing any of the backstory. But yeah. I, I found that the series jumped around a lot that you really had to be paying attention. You just yes. couldn't have it yeah. sitting around in the background kind of half-heartedly paying attention. Like, uh, there was a couple of times where it was just like, hold on, what the fuck did you, like, what just happened? And I had to rewind it half the episode to follow yeah. dialogue that happened that, like, meant I, something. I remember that with Game of Thrones and, and getting to the point where I just realized, you know what? F it. If I don't know what's going on, I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm just gonna... Because it happened too so much that you can't it's part of it was because of how weird the names were and trying to remember who was the this and this of that and the seventh house of what like fuck it just just watch it enjoy it um but it it reminds me of something my friend and i were talking about like i I recently just finished bobo fat and besides forget anything else about the show the quality of the production the 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 what do they call it the director of photography the video just just how beautifully things were shot, the level of the shots, the, the, the quality of the scenes, reminding me of Game of Thrones of like, man, when they throw money at stuff, they can make TV, like TV becomes a different thing when companies throw money at it. Like when you throw $100 million per episode, yeah, it's going to look unbelievable. And that's what I think we're kind of spoiled with right now with like HBO and Disney Plus and Netflix like even Netflix no matter what show Netflix makes the quality of the production is so high I remember watching Altered Carbon and was like holy crap how is this uh, some unknown TV show this thing it looks it's amazing so that's one thing I like I mean to the tangent but like I love when you see shows like that and they're just like how well they can make a movie quality TV shows it's amazing it's a testament to how far we've come when it comes to when you look at the traditional miniseries now, when it's televised, right? The streaming services have really done away with some of the the bottlenecks in, in some of the entry points that would have been yeah. traditional when it comes to a miniseries, especially on TV or broadcast over cable, right? Because you got interruption via cable, uh, commercials and crap like that. You know, so while you pay a premium for all these streaming services, the content they produce more than makes up for you know, the cost of otherwise, like Picard is starting up season two again this uh, Thursday. And like, I'm looking forward to it. Like it's, yeah. it's good it, to your point. I, I think Disney is in a really unique position with all of their IPs that they could easily say, we're going to produce maybe one good high quality movie every now and then. And the rest of it, we're going to pump into miniseries to keep subscribers coming back to Disney plus exclusive content at the high quality that we've been seeing all of these miniseries and it gives customers and consumers a really good opportunity to dive into these side stories that would otherwise never make it in a theatrical release because it doesn't have the capacity to explain things 
Hawkeye. at the level that a miniseries can, right? They can spend a whole episode on something so remote that has very little to do with the plot, but overall story. Yeah. They can't do that in a movie, in a theatrical release. Like, I'm almost hoping that they start moving that way. And if they start saying, hey, you want a premium content? Here's premium content, and you'll get this. Otherwise, you can wait four months before these new shows hit the regular service. I'm willing to bet people would be like, you know what? If you're going to keep producing content at this level, I'm willing yeah. to pay that. It's a cash grab, but it'll work. And I think, like you said, Hawkeye is a great example of it. Like, Hawkeye, you probably wouldn't watch it if it was in the theater. It probably didn't get... but. Hawkeye was a good show. It was it okay. filled the it 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 told a story that you would you're wondering about his Ronin days and all that, and it did a good job and it was fun and it's over and you don't have to think about it. But it kind of like t- you know ends off a little story here and it it takes you on the path and you come back to the Marvel main universe, right? But it's like it's a nice little show they can throw, give Hawkeye a little bit of love and keep moving. And you don't if you miss it, no big deal, but if you watch it, you get a little bit of tidbits here and there, and it's nice. Yeah, Loki feels very much the same way. Like, I think there are characters that are going to stand more than others that, yeah. you know, if they never include them in the theatrical releases anymore, then I would be okay because they can find love at the same level on the small screen as they did on yep. the silver screen. And if anything, it allows them to shine a little bit more and be the more central focus rather than being this overarching protagonist that doesn't get the same level of screen time or or story drive or character development. And, you know, I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier, to me, was probably the weakest out of all of those offerings if we were to stick within the Marvel yeah. franchise. But it does introduce the segue to Captain America 4, right? Because now yeah. you already know how that's going to go. But, you know, to your point, Alex, about tying off loose ends, I mean... You know, these miniseries really let you kind of go, well, what happened when, right? And it's like, all right, well, let's tell the story, right? I mean, now you look at what if, right? And a lot of people kind of criticized what if, but you got to get to the fifth episode before you start realizing what they're developing. And then you look at Spider-Man, you look at Doctor Strange, like they're exploring this multiverse now, which is like a huge opening into the comic books because the multiverse was absolutely massive. Secret Wars, you look at all of these major milestone comic events that they can pull content from. I mean, they got 60 years worth of like amazing comic book content that, you know, wouldn't necessarily survive the silver screen as a two hour movie, but they can break it out into like a six hour miniseries and people would love it. They'd like shit their pants over it. And you can see how something like Black Widow, which Probably should have been a miniseries. I mean, she deserved her own movie. It's fine. But you know what? People would have probably enjoyed it more if it was a miniseries. You would have probably been able to do more with that story in a miniseries. Taskmaster would have been better. Like, the whole thing would have been better if it was a six or eight episode miniseries than trying to fit it all into our movie. Because that story, you're just trying to tell, again, you're trying to tell a side story here. So you're you're better off doing a miniseries there than doing a two-hour movie. But... You know, like, I think, I think that's what they're learning is like, hey, because again, Hawkeye, Hawkeye as a movie wouldn't be good. Hawkeye as a miniseries, good watch, right? So. And and to your point about, um, about Taskmaster, uh, nothing screamed DC character like Taskmaster, right? I looked at them and I said, they, they took the page out of the wrong book on this character. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of movies. Eggway master. <laughs> hey guys, do you want to talk some movies? 
I think so. Maybe specifically, uh, specifically video game movies. And when I say video game movies, when I say video game movies, fellas, I mean video game movies based on video games. Games. (laughs) Richard's turning his nose up. He's very angry because he. Because well, because I I was not very specific. So I let me had a let very me just... small list to begin with, and then when you threw out like three or four of my picks, <laughs> yeah, half smaller, your so. half your picks invalid. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's really funny because I, I think if you had followed the thread exactly as he had said it back when it was first released, it would oh, have it's been my fault. Clear, it's all my fault. It's a hundred percent my fault. So let's Only just let's just let's just preface this by saying, <laughs> I asked everybody to submit to me their top ten video game movies. That's it. I did not elaborate. It is my fault that people submitted things like Indie Game the Movie. Phenomenal movie. I loved it. The King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. Amazing movie. Loved it. Are those video game movies? Sure. Are they based on video games? Kinda. Kinda. Not really. Actually, no, they're not. They're not at all. They're documentaries. That being said, they were very enjoyable movies. So everybody I'm, should watch King of Kong. Oh so. fuck yeah, it's incredible. Indie game the movie is incredible. I I don't know if it still holds up, but it probably does. Phil Fish is still a dick. Um So anyways, I have a list. This is compiled by the Joysticks Canada gang, the crew, going from the 10th spot all the way to the first spot. And I've used some very very advanced mathematics to come up with these uh these rankings. I highly doubt that. Please don't ask me what those mathematics were. Excel, Coming in. Come <laughs> I used VLOOKUPs. I used pivot tables. Um, if, if entry equals Richard, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> if Richard equals zero. Um, so coming in at uh, number 10, guys. All right. Released in 2005, the, uh, the, the, okay, I, I was going to say the critically acclaimed, none of these movies are critically acclaimed, uh, the critically <laughs> panned, the critically panned Doom, there you go. Doom, Doom, starring <laughs> the, Dwayne, oh the God, Rock Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, this is number I 10, that movie existed. now this so... is, this is like, keep in mind, this isn't the worst, this is just number 10 on the list. There are much worse movies than this. This is like, this is, yeah, this is the the 10th least good movie. (laughs) However you want to. I will will say one thing about Doom. To me, Doom had one redeeming quality. The end Um, scene. The the end scene. Yeah. The BFG scene. The first person shooter view. Yes. That was the best part of the whole movie. That's the only time that's I, it's the first time I've seen that in a movie. Maybe they've done it before, but the first time I've ever seen a first person shooter view yeah. was in Doom. And it when they did so that switch, yeah. I was like, what? Like, I, I loved it because I was, like, I was not expecting it. No. And it, it did this like, didn't it do like a sit up thing or whatever? Like, it really went into this, like, it went into a video game mode. And I was like, it was Carl this Urban. Is awesome. It was Carl Urban. Yeah. Was, and it was it was the other guy like was the perfect. rock was the it was star such a great homage 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I absolutely. That part was like, this movie has sucked. Holy, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is cool. Yeah. And like, that's the it's, only reason. It's such a little it, nod to the game that, hey, this yeah. is a this is a first person shooter game. Here you go. One of the ones that revolutionized the genre. Here you go. And they just did it. So for, for all for all of what it was, that scene was <laughs> fucking outstanding. 18%. 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whew. Yeah. Uh, Bastard. Number nine. Released in 1994. Uh, this was actually one of the first. Yeah, this was one of the first video game movies. Better not be fucking Mortal Kombat. I am going to be pissed. Not Mortal Kombat. Hey, it is, it is. It's close. It's close to Mortal Kombat. It is Street Fighter. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Starring Jean-Claude yeah. Van Damme and Raul Julia's final role. Poor motherfucker, no I swear to God. So <laughs> he was way too old. Raul Julia, Raul Julia was so good in this movie. I feel so bad for him because he gave it his all. I'm like sorry. he was he was legitimately good in the movie. The movie what? around him was Raul Julia was fantastic. The movie watch the, the movie, movie was a piece of shit. He, Choosing a Belgium Belgium actor to play an American soldier, beautiful decision. Come oh yeah, on, that was that, that was, was insane, absolutely <laughs> I insane. I love that movie. And Blanca, with, oh my god, the oh, dragon Blanca. punch. Everyone was waiting for the dragon punch, and it was the most anticlimactic thing anyone's ever seen. <laughs> That's one of those scenarios where they got the wrong people making the movie. <laughs> Well, this again, again. Let me preface: this was one of the first video game adaptation yeah. films ever made. Like this was, no one but, knew what the hell they were doing, and it was a cash grab. It was a Street pure Fighter cash grab. Anime. Street Ooh, Fighter, buddy. the anime, incredible, incredible. They could have easily borrowed so much from that movie, yeah. and just dialed it up a notch, but no. And I think back then, I have no idea, but I, th- I I'm assuming back then no one had any confidence in these movies. So like the budgets were just piss poor, and they were just trying to do a quick cash grab. Like, oh, video games are a fad. Let's just try to cash in on Street Fighter quick. Let's just throw ten million bucks at it instead of actually try to make a good movie. Well, did did was it like the first of its kind? Like, did other video game movies exist yet? The only other one that I... 1994. The the only other one that came out before this that I know of that had any kind of semi-big release was the uh, insanely awful Super Mario Brothers. Starring Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, which is not in the top 10 list, surprisingly. Wow. That kind of surprised me. Yeah. Um, what, yeah, was, uh, what was Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider was like 98. You'll see. You'll see, Nick. Don't worry. Don't get ahead of yourself. Keep it in your pants. All right. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Keep in mind. Worst reviewed movie in the top 10. It is 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. 12%. Worst. Well, was that the critic score or was that the, uh, the audience score? Oh, fuck the audience score. They don't know what they're talking about. Uh, exactly. See, the audience Number. score is probably ninety percent. You <laughs> yeah, biased? No kidding. You no biased? <laughs> Eighty thousand reviews. They're all amazing. I'm like, no, no, no. No one knows what they want. See, people no, people are people are stupid. This. I don't agree with this list. 
I protest. People, Formal people protest. People are stupid. To the tyranny. <laughs> Coming in at number eight. Released in 2002. Starring Mila Jovovich. Is uh, Resident Evil. The first one? The first like the Resident Evil. Which I didn't hate. Great movie. I didn't Great. hate it. I left. I saw it in the theater. I left saying that was a Resident Evil movie, and then I went home. <laughs> I, I I wasn't I like, remember, what the fuck was that? I was just like, yep, that's what I expected it to be. I'm going home. I remember watching that movie, having a good time, and then the security system kicked in. The little girl showed up, and I remember turning to my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, saying, "Why do they always have to choose little girls for the creepy role? <laughs> this ain't fair." And but. <laughs> That was that was exactly what it should be. Just a fun time. Yeah, great like movie. I, fun there was time. No, yeah, there was nothing about it where I was like, "Oh come on!" I was just like, "No, it was." It just it was a movie. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an un, unoffensive movie. I was like, "Whatever." Yeah, 36 percent Rotten Tomatoes. Not bad. Considered. The Not fact bad. that that's like exceptionally high compared to the other movies we've talked about—that's so sad. Um, How many sequels did whew. they get out of that movie? Oh my five? god! I think Three? there's like two. Oh, there's Still more than that. Seen? There's more than there's that. Man. I think there's seven there's sequels. Seven. Yeah. 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 There's tons. I'm. I, I all I remember is the one of them. One of them had uh, Claire Redfield as Mila Jovovich, right? I actually can't remember. I don't actually I don't actually give a shit. Anyway, she was running up the side of the Toronto City Hall in one of them. It was yes. like filmed right down in Nathan Phillips. That was Square. Nemesis. Was that Nemesis? Yeah, that's Nemesis. Because they called that Raccoon <laughs> City and then they had like the CN Tower and I was just like, uh, wait, what? Yeah, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck? Yeah. I, I remember <laughs> being die? downtown what when they, they were filming. Die? Yeah. We just kind of said, you know what? Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> no, one, no one cares anymore. It's Toronto. It's Toronto. Nobody knows. No one, no one knows the tallest building ever at the time. It's like, wait a minute. Young in, young in front. Everyone. What? <laughs> it's, it's New York. Shut up. Uh, all right. So number, what are we at now? Number seven. Ready for number seven? Released mm. in 2001. Starring Angelina Jolie. And Lara Croft, Tomb Raider. Yeah. Which Fun again, movie. again. What dream? Uh, that's true. Ever since Hackers, I was. Uh, oh yeah. I think at the time Angel everyone movie. was like, "Yeah, that's a good choice to be Lara Croft." I mean, the accent was horrible, obviously, but that's what it is. Um, beautiful that, woman playing a beautiful woman and fun movie action adventure that's the the, thing from what i remember from what i remember the movie was actually pretty fun and it was like it was like it was like watching an hour and a half what's that nick what's that nick even the sequel sequel was decent they were fine there's one thing that you can say about both tomb raider and the first resident evil they weren't campy they were enjoyable movies like they were movies like you never went go oh you didn't have that moment that you did with like Street Fighter, for example, where it was like, "Oh my God, you got to be kidding!" Okay, me. okay well, this, okay. So, the word "campy," right? Like Street Fighter <laughs> was a pile of dog shit. Yeah. When I found these results on search. <laughs> Great. 
Hey, Google. Hi, did you just get a bunch up. of pile of dog shit results on search? Because that would be I, great. I think I just got some dog shit delivered on my front. Uh, a, flaming, a flaming bag of dog poop. Okay, we've ordered it's you dog again. shit. Yeah, yeah. Amazon <laughs> will deliver tomorrow at 9 a.m. That's for um, talking shit about Street Fighter. Yeah, no kidding. Jesus. John Claude Van Damme is listening to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but like Tomb Raider and Resident Evil were like, I'd almost say they were campy because they were like tongue in cheek, making fun of themselves, kind of having fun. And I think that came across in like a kind of loose, like fun movie. Street Fighter, yeah. on the other hand, took itself too seriously and it was terrible. Right, right. Same with Doom, to be honest with you. Doom took itself too seriously. I'm like, yeah. let's just have fun with it. Like, it's a stupid yeah. concept. Have fun yeah, and be dumb. If you think of all of the Tomb Raiders up until that release, and you consider what the game represented and the story and the graphics and the quality, it's not like they had a tremendous amount of content to pull from. It's oh. not like there was this <laughs> massive backstory attached to the game. It was like a hey, here's a person, and she's a hunter, and she's got big, pointy pyramid tits, and she fires two guns. You know, what's their demographic? I don't know. What do you think it is? Horny teenage boys. Yeah. Which I was. Actually, no, I wasn't. No, I was 21. Jesus Which, Christ. Which, by the way, is the number I'm one old. demographic for this podcast, so hey. Horny, what, horny teenage boys like watching us? That's really creepy. I mean, they better. <clears throat> they, they better. I've been working out. <laughs> um, Nick's been waxing his board. Waxing so yeah, Nick is whacking. Jacks, Nick's you know? whacking his board. So, but why, uh, why else is he doing all this work? Let's share one places. <laughs> Richard's like, oh, look at the time. I gotta go. Uh, Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Keep in mind, 20%. Run Hello, yes, FBI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're on the video. They're on Discord with me right now. Uh, number six. Number six. This was a not really a surprising one, I guess, but it's uh, 2005's Final Fantasy VII: Advent Children. Oh yeah, never that seen was that. Really good. It was. It was. It was good. It was good. It was like it's okay. it's it's for, fun. It's fan service. Fan service. It's pure. Yes, fan it is service. extremely fan service. But for its time, as a video game movie, CGI movie, like the crazy, oh, yeah. Yeah. crazy, well done CGI movie. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it, it had some really cool like cloud motorbike stuff on it. That was yeah. phenomenal. That's all. That's all. Yeah. Literally, all I remember is Tifa in the yeah. church and Cloud on his motorbike, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I remember liking that. <laughs> that's it. I don't I, remember anything I remember else. I think I bought it when it came out on Blu-ray or something. I feel like I, I, I bought it on UMD for God's sake. UMD, actually, I think I also had it on UMD for my PSP or whatever the hell it was. Because I think it came um, out on UMD first before did, anything yeah. else, and I was like, "Yeah, final buy that." Yeah. yeah. Stupidest decision ever. <laughs> that was that was my job. stupidest decision. Yeah, it did a good job forwarding the movie and forwarding the 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 overall plot of the game, right? Because, I mean, I think there was a lot left to be said about the game for the for the generation of people that played Final Fantasy VII. Like, that was me. Like, that was my first real exposure to a JRPG of any sort. And really, you know, I think for a lot of people, that was probably true. And, you know, the lack of cinematic support inside the game, right? I mean, at the time, the FMVs, you know, were, were pretty low at that time and so this gave a really good opportunity to kind of 
elaborate on the richness that that particular story could have. And it, it, it did fall short a little bit because the story is freaking all over the place. It's a Final Fantasy story. So, I mean, <laughs> like any Final Fantasy story, it's, you know, you take what you get type of thing, right? But this one, it, it's, uh, a worth, it's a worthwhile watch. Yeah, no, it, well, it may have aged very badly since 2005. I can almost guarantee you it has aged badly, but back at the time, then, it was back like then leading, incredible. Leading it was bleeding edge, man. Square yeah, was squares. Edge, so good. Square's CG game was like blizzards back then. It was like, and I think that was one of the ones where everybody would say, "Why don't these guys make a movie?" Because their trailers are so good. And then they were like, "All right, fine, boom, here's your fucking movie." Like, oh, oh, okay, sure. So okay, imagine that point. What what was the 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 newest Final Fantasy that's coming out? They they released some sort of CG trailer, and I was like, "Ah, this screams like Square Enix." Like their art style and their ability to lip sync and like just their body movements are so artificial. Like, so do you think it's really aged all that much given the kind of content they're still still producing? Probably not. Like I'm willing to bet that if you were to look at something brand new and go, okay, here's a cinematic. And then you watch Advent Tilden, you'd probably be like, close enough. You know what? Yeah, I, if, if, if anything, I would say like the gameplay now looks like the CG did back then, but it, it hasn't changed right. in overall art style or you know creativity. It's the same, like the same movement, the same animation. It's just now it's real time instead of pre-rendered. That's it. Another reason why I bought the PS5 is for that. <laughs> yeah. The first night I said to John, "Hey John, I'm uh, I'm buying Final Fantasy VII." He's like, "The series," and I'm like. No, Final Fantasy VII. I don't care about the rest of them. Like, you want to buy it, you buy it. And the ironic part was I was logged in as him, so it went on his credit card anyways. Oh, man. Oh, you should have had, you should have, you should have, it was free. It was on PS Plus uh, a few months ago. Didn't have a PlayStation at that point. Ah, Nicholas. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children got uh, 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is actually a lot lower than I thought it would have got, but. I think back then, this is 2005, keep in mind, so I'm, I, I think back then it was like, oh, it's a video game, I don't know anything about this, I'm giving it a, a D or an F or whatever. Like, oh, and it, most of its reviews would probably be like, beautiful, yeah, but don't know what the fuck's sorry. going on, yeah, or, yeah exactly. Be, or they gave it a, they gave it like a 3 out of 5 instead of a 1 out of 5 deserved. Yeah, yeah because they wouldn't have seen <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, This is an interesting one, actually, number 5. Let me take a sip of beer first. I think pause. Very important. Uh, this was an interesting one because this kind of came out of nowhere and was actually not terrible. It was uh, 2020's Monster Hunter. I liked it. Never I seen legitimately it. enjoyed it. I watched it with my yeah. son. and Mila Jovovich both, again, no? Yeah, Mila Jovovich yeah. and Tony Ja from... Uh, oh, that Whatever the hell. Awesome. There was one uh, movie that Ong he Bak. like broke it. Ong Bak, that's Ong it, Bak. which I love. Right. So good. Amazing How everybody movie. did Amazing not die movie. in that movie. Oh my god, How dude. Every stunt actor did not die in that movie from his knees. Oh no, everything was a knee. Everything was a knee, and it just it was so <laughs> painful looking. Every single time. Oh man, now I gotta watch Ong Bak again. I just remember a yeah, scene. Thanks a lot, Alex. It's just, <laughs> Actually, thanks, it's just long valley, and you just see him just running for a minute. Out of nowhere. 
It's like, Jesus Christ. And he killed him. Ong, it's like, yeah, Ong Bak was just a great movie. Anyways, Monster Hunter. But no, Monster <laughs> Hunter was surprisingly good. Like, it was the whole, the entire movie, I was actually kind of, I, oh no, it's not kind of, I was genuinely interested in what was happening. Uh, yeah. I went in, I went I went into it with like the lowest expectations but like when I ended up seeing it I was like holy shit that like the monster designs were incredible like the animation on the actual creatures was super super good um anything with humans in it was terrible like the, oh, the, the marines squad that was that was one of the like, worst bits of cinema I've ever seen Oh, it's Were so you bad. Just Are you an yeah, idiot? Yeah. That was one of that was some of the worst shit I've ever seen. Is when she's with her crew. It, when it's just her and the, and Tony Jaa, I was like, okay, I, this is kind of neat. It's like it reminded me of Enemy Mine almost for some reason. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah. I can it see was that. Like they were totally out of their element. Both of them. Well, he was in his element, but she was like trying to kind of you know, converse with someone that she didn't know anything about um, on well, a hostile know, planet. So. But that was an interesting twist that he, they didn't speak the same language. And so they had to find that common element of cooperation. Yeah. And that's not normal for a lot of movies, right? Especially in the environment where there's a lot of action and near death scenarios. And I thought it was really intriguing that they went that route where he's talking, no subtitles or anything like that. So you have no idea what he's trying to communicate. I mean, like, it's implied, but, like, she's too stupid to really catch on until she starts <laughs> to kind of pick it up at the end, right? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Anything with the military in there, like, they, they really played up every U.S. military trope they could possibly throw at it. Um, about stupid marines and you know it oh, worked but I, I think the scene that stuck out the most was when her squad or or some of her people were captured by the little spider mite things and they were encased in the little goop oh that that gave my skin a good crawl <laughs> no it was yeah the the spider scenes like the little tubes at the top and you could see down them and they were just barely escaping them i was like that was legitimately freaking me out. I was like, okay, they did a good job of that. Like the creatures, yeah. the creatures in the whole movie were amazing. I was, I was really surprised. Yeah, it was really um, well done. That was, that was one of those COVID releases that I still haven't seen. It's totally worth watching. It's, it's honestly, it's worth and watching. I just thought I had this idea that maybe this month we should take this top 10 list, watch all the movies. And then for the next month's podcast, just touch on it real quick of, so would do you still agree with these rankings? <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I could I I could go through these with my kids. Almost every Especially movie like, almost every movie on this list I could watch with my kids. Imagine watching Street Fighter again. Maybe now. not, maybe not. There's a couple on here, maybe <laughs> not now. Oh, Street Fighter, I totally watch. I'd have to have a few beers, but I could watch it again. Yeah, I don't think I would watch that with my kids. We we actually just before this we were playing Street Fighter Third Strike and my my daughter is very good at kicking my ass with Chung Lee. And she, she's a very good spam artist. And Chung Lee is a very, you know, good character for spamming. And, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know if we could actually go from that to watching Jean-Claude Van Damme as Guile and, and some, some American dude as, as Ryu. So. Have, you, have you watched? And kick. Fight some blast. Best speech of all time. Oh, my God. You know, get in the boat. 
gonna go down that river and kick bison right in the ass <laughs> oh bad holy shit worst cat one of one of the worst castings in movie history i think but an american military oh let's get this guy from brussels um yeah monster hunter just a little uh, fyi 45 percent on rotten tomatoes which I don't know if it deserved oh, that low. I, I would have liked sixty percent right on the you know the fresh rotten. You know how they have like the sixty percent. I would have yeah. liked to see it like yeah. right at sixty. I would have been like, okay, that, that's that's fair. Forty five is a if bit they low. Had redone, I think if somebody had provided a supercut of the beginning and not maybe dragged it out as extensively as they did to the point at which or she was alone and solo and then finally met the the other guy that was native to that world, that would have been different. But even even the whole uh, ship scene, like sailing on the open sands, that was super cool. I yeah, wish they did fuck, more that. Was, of that. Yeah. Right, and in the in the in the cat chef, right? Because I mean, that's so intrinsic oh, that was, to the game. That was amazing. So awesome. I was so happy they so had awesome. that in the movie. I'm so yeah. happy they had that. Very very quick tangent. Very very quick tangent. Um, okay, so Nick, I know you played Monster Hunter World quite a lot. So Elden Ring, again, yes, I'm going back to Elden Ring really, really quickly. Elden Ring is like Super Mon uh, Monster Hunter World is to the Monster Hunter games. Elden Ring is like that to the Dark Souls games, if you know what I mean. Uh, okay. Like it's it's sure. it's like their magnum opus type of deal where it's like, okay, let's put everything, let's put all the fucking, let's put everything into this, make it as accessible as we can, but still have all the elements of all the previous games. That's what Elden Ring is exactly. It's like, let's take all the shit that everybody likes about all the other games, but make it a bit more accessible for a bigger audience, but not too big of an audience so that we lose like all the hardcore fans. I think that's the what, Mon yeah, because Monster Hunter World was the first one I ever got into. I think same with you, right? Yeah. Same yeah. with a lot of us. I think we all picked up that game when it first came out and we all loved it. We were all like, holy shit, this is fucking cool. Obviously, the, we all the, the, fizzled out, but still, it was like it was too dependent yeah, on the, online cooperative play. It was like you can't play yeah. that game by yourself; it's impossible. Yeah, the the, the learning curve. Like even Aiden and I have talked about playing it again and and kind of picking it up again. And I'm like, dude, I gotta restart the game. Like, there's no way. Like the skill oh, curve to remember all those little nuances I, because yeah, you right. need those bots. To make that game worthwhile, you need to remember all of the stupid little skill buffs and shit like that before you go out in an expedition. Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't pick up where I left off because I would just die instantaneously. It, it would be interesting, but at the same time, it would be like a 30-minute in, and I'd be like, no, I'm done. <laughs> Let's just put yeah. on Rocket League. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, so back to the list. Number four. Number four on the list, fellas. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Yeah, 2019 yeah. release. Ryan Reynolds, everyone's favorite uh, handsome boy. So <laughs> better than I expected. Richard's not a fan. Richard's yeah. like, ah, oh, fuck him. I like Ryan Reynolds, but I never saw it. Detective. Oh, you never saw it? It's it's solid, man. It's it's very it's good. It's good. It's better than I expected it was gonna be, but still, like you know, it's 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 kind of what you think. It's, yeah. But it was it had its moments, and you're like, oh, I had a good time. I was surprised you the main know. the main actor, the black oh, kid. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name, yeah. but he was he sold it more than anyone else. Like Ryan Reynolds as yeah. as Pikachu. I'm like, 
yeah, I get it. We everyone knows that's what he is doing. But the main kid, he he sold everything to me. It was like he's in that world and it's all legitimate, it's all real. Like his acting was fucking great. I thought in that movie, like it was. Yeah, yeah it was a good movie. Yeah. Even the CG was, you know, it's it's very CG much on the same par uh, as Sonic is, right? If you yeah, think, you know if what, you it's exactly like Sonic. Yeah. Sonic is like Pikachu to live action, right? And they did a lot of justice for the movie, like into the game, into the history of Pokemon, which was really interesting. Like they even so much as showing like how a cap- how a creature would be captured, right? Like. The yeah. functionality of the balls and the technology and shit like that. And it was really interesting to see how they did it. And, you know, the cast really helped. I mean, Ryan Reynolds, I think, is such a recognizable actor now that, you know, he can slide into such a versatile set of roles. I mean, like, hell, he was in Blade 2, like, and he was jacked, to be honest. And Blade 3. So, I mean, like, it just... Trinity. Oh, 3. Come three, on, right? Trinity. Come on. Oh. <laughs> but it's also... Um, what Ryan Reynolds brings is acting chops as well. Where he's a yeah, good he actor. Yeah, he's a good actor. His, his his jokes are timed oh, well to the scene, but then when he needs to be serious or be heartfelt, he can get that across. Even if he's the voice of a little rat, he can still get <laughs> a little electric done. rat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like that. That is a skill in and of itself, right? And you do need a good actor to be able to make you forget the fact that you're staring at a fake tv you know like a cgi rat you're actually you actually care about this thing so um you need you need a good actor to make you care about that movie and make it worth for sure for sure and just a quick note highest rated movie in the top 10 68 percent not surprising 68 percent is the highest (laughs) <laughs> let well, me, again, let me just keep you, that in mind that's you can't highest. take critics i know but still like, that, is just, when it comes like, to that is just the last Jesus person Christ, when did this woman show up when did this attractive cougar show up in our stream here the, the last person Nick is give me a little wink and a gun oh my god <laughs> i just my you, oh my god i, I just came i just came my little, yeah i'm practicing my little mermaid for the summertime in the pool <laughs> yeah fucking hell it's like uh, Phoebe Cates from uh, what you might call it, uh, Fast Times Ridgemont High. <laughs> right. Um, number three. Uh, this is twenty twenty one. This is we're getting we're getting pretty recent here. This is uh, the new release of Mortal Kombat. They haven't seen that one yet. It's another one of those COVID releases I missed. That's another what? one. That's another yeah. one that is super Dude. solid and totally worth watching. Yeah, totally so worth watching. You, you've got the least amount of kids out of the four of us. How have you not watched this? Yeah. Uh, I've I've made I've made this point before. The truth of the matter is, Avengers Endgame. Oh, okay. Oh, that was weird. It was like. I didn't see mute anywhere. Anyway, how about now? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> uh, but yeah, Avengers Endgame ruined movies for me. After watching that, I did not want. I literally did not want to watch another movie. I <laughs> You're like I movies care. are dead to me. Movies. I are could not dead care. <laughs> Stories are done. I'm just gonna watch How I Met Your Mother reruns because I'm satisfied. <laughs> I never need to see another movie. A new sto- A new story is never gonna intrigue me enough. 
what the fucking Marvel Universe just did for the last 10 years. I was so, like 10 years, more than 10 years, 10 years right? for 15 years. I yeah. was so done that there were so many movie releases that came out. and I just don't care. Don't care. Not going to watch it. Like <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. So yeah, I have to go back and now like, rewatch, like watch all these good movies that came out. You've, I was going to skip the Star Wars. You've literally movies. missed hundreds of movies. Han Solo could not care less. Like, there were so many movies that came out. Han Solo came out years before anything. Han Solo, honestly, is a completely forgettable <laughs> movie. I, I don't blame Han you for Solo not watching it. It's a delightful movie. It's delightful, but it's forgettable. Uh, it's not, uh, uh, Rogue One is incredible. Watch, but yeah. I used to watch every 007 movie. Could not care less what came out. It doesn't matter. Endgame was better. Like it just it ruined it for me. So, <laughs> Endgame so, was better than Yeah. Oh, I don't <laughs> care. Hilarious. Endgame should have won every Oscar. Endgame should have stopped movies. <laughs> movies should have stopped being made after Endgame. It should have been Hollywood shuts down. But on movie yeah. making, oh, yeah. essentially. Yeah. No, f- not even half, just full. Full. <laughs> the, the snap was everything. That's it. No, no TV, no movies. You guys can't oh, tell this. So I've got good news and I've got bad news. The good news is they continued making Marvel movies after Endgame. Oh. The bad news is they continued making other movies after Endgame. So and like, one of them is Mortal Kombat. Even like when Spider-Man came out after Endgame, I didn't want to watch it. I didn't care. Why not? It's over. Oh, I, of course I did, but like, I, it had <laughs> such an effect on me that I didn't watch anything. But anyways, back to Mortal Kombat. Back to Mortal Kombat. Everything else is just a footnote, but, you know, he watched Spider-Man, though. I did yeah. watch Spider-Man, but Endgame ended it for me. This so Now I have to go back and watch, actually, so become a normal I, human again and watch movies. Yeah, Alex and I sat next to each other for, like, six years. Yes. So every day, you know, like, during the <laughs> week, I would be regaled with, like, tales of the weekend and, like, things he did and so on. Not once have I really thought much about how much I've missed sitting next to Alex every day until today, where now I really wish I could have gone into an office and then basically been lectured for the day on why Avengers Endgame is the greatest movie of all time and no other movie should have been made. Because that would have made my day. I would have done no work. Hollywood should have Nothing would have shut been produced. Down. But I would have been so happy to just listen to this man, you know, exude his passion for Avengers Endgame. There would be spreadsheets, no less. About there would be spreadsheets. I do have to chime in here and say it's not that it's the greatest movie ever made. It's it capped movies like Iron Man started movies Endgame ended movies. Nothing else matters now. So I would agree that I think if it wasn't okay. the success that Iron Man brought, that we would it would be amazing to see where we were. Oh, this is bad. If it this didn't seem the success that it had, we need to reel yeah. it. I'm reeling this in. I'm reeling it in. Yeah, yeah. back to more combat. <laughs> Fuck Marvel <laughs> for now. Fuck. Marvel is not a video game company. Just, oh, stop. <laughs> we stop. We number two. Number two. Number two. Games. Number two on the list. Number two on the list, <laughs> guys. Guys, take we a wild guess. Talk about Mortal Kombat. Watch Mortal Kombat. Take a note. Okay, you want to know what number two is? Yeah, Mortal please. Kombat. Yay! Yeah, from 1995, uh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> uh, 
protest. I protest this list. That is the best freaking movie. Yeah, it was my number one, so I'm really curious now to see what comes Mortal up. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Was only like, like five people entered titles, <laughs> which means Mortal- three people are wrong yeah. and two people are right. Because so. Mortal Kombat is the epitome of video game movies. It is Absolutely. perfect. It was great. It was everything that Street Fighter wasn't. It Christopher was, Lambert it, no, it was. rated. An oriental-based character, the lightning guard. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Chun-Li. No, sorry, uh, Chun-Li. Jesus Christ. Liu Kang was the perfect Liu Kang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, absolute yeah, yeah. perfect Shang, Liu Kang. Shang, uh, Shang, Shang Sun, perfect Shang Sun. I think he was the fucking guy that played him in the game, for God's sake. Yeah, Jax. There was, he was, actually, yeah. Well, they, they, based, they based the rest of the games off of that character. Oh, that's cool. If, the, if, if you look at some of the more modern Kano, Mortal Kombat, where he was the old man, yeah. he looks identical yeah. to the actor who played him. And didn't he come back for for the most yeah, recent Mortal Kombat? Yeah. yeah. The only mistake they made, and it's because uh, you know why they didn't made it? They didn't cast Jean-Claude Van Damme as Johnny Cage, because clearly <laughs> Van Damme was Johnny Cage. But you can't cast Van Damme as Johnny Cage, because Johnny Cage was... <laughs> For the movie, but Johnny Cage is Van Damme. That's the, the only most ironic movie. and most awesome thing ever, yeah. right? Like him doing the splits and doing the yeah. ball punch. Yeah. Come yeah. on, clearly that's Van Damme, but yeah. you can't cast him because the movie's not about him. So great, great movie. This, great this movie. came it came out one year after the Street Fighter movie. Yeah, they 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 fixed all the wrongs. That Street Fighter cast. <laughs> I remember seeing, I saw Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat, at the drive-in in Oakville. The five drive-in, Nick, near your house. Yeah, yeah. It's a double feature with Pulp Fiction. Oh, oh wow. What like, how phenomenal. how amazing is that, right? That is, that is, a, that is a great movie night today. It was Pulp Fiction, then Mortal Kombat. I was like, oh. I'm in heaven. This See, is my funny story about that. I saw it at the theater as well, and I remember being in the theater. And before the movie started, just as the curtains, because back then the curtains would close. Oh yeah, just a I little bit that. to kind of announce, you know, the the main spectacle. And it. somebody stood up in the middle of the movie and yelled, "Look at that!" And it was like, <laughs> "There's a just like popcorn in the air." It was like, <laughs> So you know, so cheesy really 90s, but it's the best. No one gives a shit. It's so much it was fun. amazing. I remember leaving, and there were kids. They had to be like 10 and 11. They were just like barely got their heads over the counter, and they were trying to buy a movie ticket. And the the person at the, the box off was just like, are you guys of age? And they're like, no, you know, type of thing. And I kind of sat there, and I walked back, and I kind of walked – by them it's like oh you know good i caught you guys and they're like oh are you their guardian i'm like yeah yeah I'm taking these guys to the movie today and, you know, <laughs> they're my neighbor and i bought them their ticket and i said all right guys see you guys enjoy the movie and i walked away that's amazing and you you became a legend in their lives they're probably they probably still tell that story today uh, that who knows? Awesome. i can only hope i can only hope <laughs> the guy with the long hair and the gap so, so who's number one and why is it the wrong one because I'm, 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 I'm in my tank top. <laughs> All right. So, people, at this point, I think everyone should know what number one is. But in case you don't, I have the slightest idea. Wow. Is really? there any other movies worth talking about? Oh, I don't I even care. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't even, I'm trying to think about what movies I picked and got. I don't even remember anymore. Is it released, King of Kong? Released in 2020. 
Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, that one Richard's reaction. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hold on. <laughs> that makes this, sense. This new a question. Have we already mentioned this game? <laughs> no, no, we haven't. Yeah, that was a really good one. I actually thoroughly enjoyed that. If it probably wasn't for the nostalgia factor of Mortal Kombat '95 right. or whatever, then yeah, yeah. Sonic would have been my number one. So, and I think fair. part of the reason Sonic uh, is up there is <clears throat> because it didn't do what we thought it was going to be. Yeah. It was actually good. I was expecting yeah. just garbage, but Dude, hey, it was it's Sonic. Like, it you got to watch it. The whole it was movie actually a good was movie. solid, like good <clears throat> yeah. movie. It was like. I actually really, really like this. Everyone played their part well. Yeah. Yeah. I am not James Marsden's biggest fan. Like I liked he him in great. Westworld. He he yeah. needed to be playing it's James. Cool. He needed to be like the most boring guy, and he was, yeah. which was fine. Yeah. That's him. Like, and, you you can't Jim compete Carey. with fucking Sonic and Jim Carrey. You need and to Jim be Carey. like a faceless, nameless guy. And yeah. like, sorry, James Marsden, thing, but that's you. <laughs> Jim Carrey was. He didn't go to Jim Carrey. He didn't go liar, liar. Jim yeah. But he was Jim Carrey enough where you're like, this was amazing, right? Like he didn't go too too far. Oh, dude, and the... overtake the movie. But and then the guy that voices Sonic is great too. What's his name? Uh, he, ben he's Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. Dude is so funny. Um, his again, a guy where, like I said about Ryan Reynolds, like the timing of his jokes and how how he like he oh, the way he on, dude. it's it's perfect. He was great. I, I do have my reluctance to think that the sequel is going to live up to the original. I think it's going to fail on a lot of different grounds, even though they're bringing back the same characters and same cast. I think that this was a movie that was better off left as a as a single. And I can appreciate them wanting to bring the, the sequel to kind of like Robotnik and like his iconic look type of thing, right? I mean, like this was really the prequel that brings up to the story type of thing, right? Tails and knuckles, like the whole thing. But yeah, like, you, I mean, what you worry about is how much of the movie doing well was the fact that they actually listened to the fans and redid Sonic to look okay. So then when we watched the movie, because Sonic looked good, everyone's like, okay, this was good. like, right? And and now when you do the movie again, is it going to hold up? Like, the, is a second one going to be able to get enough story that's worth watching who knows i'm gonna see it regardless like i i was i was fucking pumped at the end of the first one when it was like you see the portal opening you're like oh fuck is that tails and he pops out like oh fucking right like i was immediately i was immediately looking forward to the second lore right because they were very light on the sonic lore so it'd be great to get a little bit more info about sonic himself and and that was the other thing was like the the lore of it i was like holy shit they're actually going into this this is super cool like the green hill zone is like yeah yeah, showing him flying around and like the the rings actually mean something i'm like yeah my mind is blown this is actually Mm -hmm. like a movie with substance i'm like i was i just thought it was going to be a goofy fucking over the hill or over the top like you know Typical video game movie was, yeah, yeah it was fantastic. I mean, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't without its failures. I think the the scene that could have been cut for me would have been the bar scene. I think if they had just surpassed that scene, it would have been fine. Like that didn't provide much other than some sort of side fun. note. It was fun, it, but it was useless. It, yeah. It was an anecdote to the rest of the movie, if anything else. So. I think it's I think it's that again, it's one of those things where a Marvel movie did it 
the Quicksilver scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Quicksilver scene in that uh, in Watchmen, Watchmen, that was. Yeah, but yeah. in Age of Apocalypse, yeah. that that scene in the kitchen with Quicksilver just fucking running at super speed. Once, because that scene hits so hard, now everyone that does like you can you know the Flash because you have to. It's the Flash. He's the well, Flash. Has done it. They did it in yeah. Justice League or whatever, right? Yeah. Like him, like. Oh, that's funny. So There's a bullet. I'm gonna grab that, that out of my ear. I'm like, oh, whatever. That Sonic, that Sonic, you know, bar scene feels like they just. It was one of those homage to speedsters. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, you're right. It, it 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 was fun, but it's not necessary. Um, but yeah, I, I I the the blue hair the that was like an energy source. Like just the whole story was really well thought out. I liked it, man. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. All right. You win, round, you win this round, You win this round, movie. <laughs> what, was, what was the critic review? Okay, if so, it wasn't hey. the highest. Oh, so Sonic was the second highest. It was only it was sixty three. See, and, and that's wow. why you don't listen to movie. That's surprising. That shit. surprises me. Well, Sonic yeah. was one of those ones. Where it was like as long as it's over sixty, I'll go see it. And it was sixty three. I was like, all right, I'll go see it. It's not like my time is precious at all. It's not. But I have limited time, so it's like if it if, was like critics, 12% or if it was 3%, like Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li, I would have said, fuck that, I'm not going to see that. It the being Legend 63%, that's automatically in the yes, I'll go see that column. And I'm very glad I did. And the end, the end credits to Sonic the Hedgehog was one of the best oh, that things was ever. Yeah. I, I I don't think I've sat through credits before. Well, I have a bunch of times, but like I don't think I've actually wanted to sit through credits more than that movie because like it was the whole goddamn plot of the movie, movie reenacted yeah. in two D. I was like, this is insane. This yeah. is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And that's um, what they need to do more of if yeah. they want people to watch the credits. Make it you- interesting. Would you guys like to hear some uh, some honorary mentions, which basically means that one person voted for these and they're terrible, and I didn't include them? Sure. Let's would do you it. like to hear these? I'll just blast Make through. I'll, I'll blast through them real quick here. Uh, 2018's Tomb Raider. I like that. Uh, one. That actually oh. got 52, percent which is a lot lower. I don't, than think, I've actually, I don't think I've seen that one. Neither I have I. I like that a, one. Alyssa Vikander is that her name? A, Oh, she was the one that was crowdsourced by a bunch of people to be the new uh, Tomb Raider, right? wasn't she? On oh, Twitter, Twitter lost their mind because her boobs aren't big. I'm like, oh my yeah. god, Jesus Christ! But that one was, I think, literally held a that's more to the story. Yeah, it was, it was like the most authentic. The yeah, it was the most yeah. authentic Tomb Raider. It was too serious, and her boobs weren't big. That's what I heard nonstop on Twitter. I was like, oh. Idiots. Yeah, no, it was it, that one I actually enjoyed. I thought that was a good Tomb Raider. That one was fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, nineteen ninety three. I'm not even going to talk I about that one anymore. Someone put that on the list. Fucking Goombas. <sighs> How do you get Goombas uh, wrong? Jesus Christ. Uh, Silent Hill. I actually didn't ever see. I got about that. Pyramid Head was terrifying as fuck in that movie. Um. Yeah, Prince of Persia. I actually never saw this one with Jake Gyllenhaal. That, that was a good movie. I I enjoyed that movie. I'm surprised more people didn't watch it or well, like Jake it. Jake Gyllenhaal's solid man. He's he doesn't fuck around. And 
Yeah, no, it was it was a good movie. I, I recommend people see it. I think that is an underrated uh, movie. Did he get super tanned for this movie? Because I can't imagine a Caucasian playing a <laughs> the Persian. prince of Persia. He, he knows, <laughs> if you if you know Persian people, he was pretty close to looking like he he looks Persian enough. Okay. With just a little spray tan, it's more than enough. The, the Persians I know are quite a bit darker. <laughs> I mean, Iron Sheik isn't Persian. Like, I, the Iron enough. Sheik. <laughs> He's can we Persian that, enough. Can we make that the episode Look, title? Yeah, he's Persian he enough. Persian enough. Listen, I come from a country canceled. that is north. Hashtag canceled. <laughs> I come from a country that is north of Iran, so my complexion is pretty accurate to the to the area. I'm just saying, I come from a country that is Canadianified, though. You know, so the winter has tinted your pigment. Oh yeah, no, I I definitely look like I definitely look like I have been adopted. If you see my parents and my brother, I was the adopted bastard child, hundred like, percent. The pictures of me as a kid is really funny with my family. Um, one other one was uh. This was okay. This was my pick was Postal, which was such oh, such an insane shit show of a movie. I don't know if anyone's seen it. Yeah, it's, you just watch the you watch the whole movie just like this, like with your head, like oh my god, the whole time it's just one thing after did, another. Did you can't imagine. They they have like A list and C list actors and you know B movies and D movies like I, I don't even know how you would even qualify this movie and what you would rate it or how you would rate it but like it it was atrocious like I don't think oh, I've sat through it was I, I was I was clearly stoned when I watched that movie and that was the only reason why I didn't bother getting up because I couldn't be bothered yeah. but you know yeah that's why you would watch it. Yeah. yeah, don't remember it at all. Yeah. Uh, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. Uh, that's another one. Yeah, that was number Not two. Good. That was Not that good. was like that, the allure, again, the allure of the first one had worn off by then. I'm like, oh wait, and it wasn't it wasn't a good movie. And then the second one comes out, you're like, no, nah, I'm good, I'm good, dude. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of those first, cash grab movies. You're like, yeah, like you're 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 going too far with it. Nobody really cares as no. much. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the only, the only other ones were the documentaries that we were talking about before, which literally everyone should watch. Actually, there's one that's not a documentary, but there's Free to Play, which Richard submitted, which was the, the Dota, it's Dota documentary, right? Yeah. 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 Really the, uh, in, indie game, uh-huh. indie game, the movie, obviously, which everyone, everybody should watch. Makes you uh, want to write a game. Oh my god! No kidding. Makes you want to get into game development. Like, I can that, do this. That's a really good one. It's not that. Well, yeah. it's not. It's not like it's not that hard. It's just. I, it just. People, it looks so do interesting. It. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters, fucking amazing. Great. Great story. And then uh, Ready Player One, which isn't technically a video game, but is heavily fucking influenced by video games. Same with Free Guy, which isn't. I don't think anyone actually. Listed free guy, but yeah, everyone should watch it's, free it's, guy. It's fun as hell. It, free guy is oh. very good. I'm enjoying and it. That's the thing. When, when like thinking it. about it this way, I can't believe we nobody thought of The Wizard 1992. Yes, I know, like, I know, I know. Talk about video game. Like, again, it's not a video game movie about video game. It's a, street Wizard, it's a Super Mario Brothers 3 movie. It, <laughs> it, launched, it launched a game. It They actually used a movie 
to announce a new game. That yeah. was amazing. And no then, one had not seen just the game, footage of but the, game. the Power Glove. The Power Glove, they, Rad they Racer. Launched the Power Glove with that movie. Dude, I bought and Rad we, Racer. I literally bought Rad Racer because of that fucking movie. And then it doesn't work that way. And it's like, oh, and Rad Racer, Rad Racer sucks to begin with. And the Power Glove is the biggest piece of shit ever. How dare you? <laughs> I'm like, God damn you, Fred Savage. <laughs> but no, the, like that movie, in terms of like, it's you don't get more 80s and early 90s than that. And oh. it's such a good, like, nostalgic movie. Um, so that when you, when you talk about video game movies, that's, I'm surprised nobody brought that up. I know. Well, we'll have to, th- we'll have to make another, uh, we'll have to do another episode about that. I'm saying we should watch the top 10 oh. list and then talk about it again on the next podcast. We should. Mm. We should. And we'll see. And on that, and on that note. Yeah. <laughs> with all our free time. Yeah, we got so everyone's got so much free time with kids. You guys are kids. playing. Stop playing Elden Ring. Watch a movie. Jesus. I've played 38 minutes of Elden Ring. Maybe you missed that update. <laughs> <laughs> That's 38 minutes of a movie you can watch. Yeah. Not wrong. You can, you can watch one tenth of The Godfather. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and yeah. on that note, I'm going to say uh, hasta mañana. I actually don't know what that means, but I'll uh, see you tomorrow. Arrivederci. Uh, what else? Au revoir. Bye bye. Bye bye bye. bye, bye. Donde yes. es el perrito perro? Jesus Christ, that's too <laughs> fancy. All right. Laters. See you next uh, month, maybe. Yeah, where is your puppy dog? Jesus Christ, she's, she's upstairs. She's probably peeing on my floor. See you guys. Hey. <laughs>